0: in the light he is the way and the truth and in him is the light if we
1: It is a Thursday morning, and here we are. Going to get back into the book of Acts chapter 14 here this morning. uh, We did not finish it out. We may have finished reading the chapter, but I had highlighted and said, I believe, on Monday that there would be some things that I would want to draw out of this, and so uh, that is my intent to draw out some uh, further truths here, uh, at the end of the, uh, here at the end of chapter 14 of the book of Acts. Hope you're all doing well. I spent a few days traveling, uh, day down and day back and a day of work, uh, in Philadelphia and lots of phone calls and listening to books and praying, um, while I traveled, there is no, no, uh, no wasted time there whatsoever. So, um, But if you have your Bible, great. If you don't, of course, if you're following along on video, uh, I do have this open uh, on the screen. And for anybody listening uh, via uh, podcast later on, I apologize. I realize that sometimes I put things on the screen and I reference things on a screen that you can't see, but maybe it's an encouragement to you to uh, look some things up, like uh, some of the maps and things that we reference uh, in our in our broadcast here. So, uh, Acts chapter 14 uh up at verse 19 we had read about Paul being stoned to death and uh so I'm going to pick back up in verse 14 down through the end of the chapter. This could be a shorter broadcast today uh and I I need to uh, find out uh uh, we, we have some uh, studio adjustments taking place. Hopefully, it doesn't affect you negatively. Hopefully, it only in, in, in affects you positively, uh, although my uh, one of my meters is telling me something still not quite right. But uh, as long as you have a good experience and the teaching goes out, that is the main thing. So Acts 14.19, some Jews came from Antioch, and Iconium, now this is Antioch in what we now call modern Turkey, uh, an Iconium, and I'll put that, um, that map back up. It says, and they want the crowd over. Just to give you reference points here uh, of, of just where we are talking about, I'm going to put this map up um, so you get just a little bit of... Uh, feel of what we're talking about here you have iconium here and here's this pisidian antioch here you notice this is called asia we always think of asia as being um you know china and whatnot but really asia begins uh, uh, way over here this far into turkey in fact most of the land mass of turkey uh, is considered asia uh, even in modern day and uh, just the the very northwestern part uh, across the the canal, uh, or not the canal, but the channel uh, is is considered European. So, but here you see they were in I, Iconium. So Jews came from Antioch over to Iconium, and it says that they won the crowd over. They stoned Paul, dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead, and we noted the other day that uh, sometimes the gospel isn't always welcomed. In fact, you see what happens here. Uh, I was listening to uh, some podcasts in in my travels uh, about a man who served in Sudan, and he was talking about uh, what they had to face at times in serving their, uh, in carrying the gospel out in Sudan. And this, this would have been back in the 1990s uh and some places they face gunpoint some faces some places they face arrest some places it could even lead to death uh and in many places of the world uh, india we have people in india uh who carry the gospel out in 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 spite of the fact that uh, it could lead to their arrest and it could lead to their demise so um, are we willing? I mean, we're hardly willing sometimes to share our testimony with somebody in church. And I have said before, if we can't tell people in church our testimony, uh, if we can't tell people that we know uh, that are other believers even, something spiritual, then then how in the world are we going to be a witness for Christ outside the walls uh, of a church? We need to get comfortable with those types of things, being able to communicate the gospel to someone. Um, so, back into the text, it says, uh, after they dragged him out of the city, they thought he was dead. And then, verse 20 says, uh, after the disciples gathered around him, he got up, went back into the city. And the next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. So, disciples gather around, pick him up, clean him up. Um, he is kind of uh, revived, regenerated. Um, I don't mean that in a spiritual sense, but I, uh, I I mean in in the sense of, you know, kind of regains his composure, regains his uh, um, conscious state and whatever bewilderment's there. Remember, they thought, they stoned him to death. So, I mean, it was... It was quite a severe stoning uh, that took place. So they gathered around him, it says he went back into the city the next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. So putting this back up just so we can have once again, uh, a sense of reference here. So they, they left for Derby. It says they preached the good news in that city and won a large number of disciples. Uh, Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Um, I I come back to the question of winning this large number uh, of disciples. I mean, is this something that excites us? Is this something that we are... uh, even thinking about, I mean, we we tend to think about secondary, third dairy, uh, fourth dairy, uh, tenth dairy issues, uh, when the large issue is the concern to see a large number of disciples won. And notice it doesn't just say Christians. It doesn't just say people who pray to prayer. Disciples, these people, I mean, some of them had heard uh, what happened uh, to him in. Um, In Iconium, uh, they heard about the persecution. They perhaps saw the bruises on his body uh, and knew the risk and said, if it's worth this much, we want to be followers of Jesus as well. The burden, the prayer, the focus, the intensity. You know, when we come to church, we we, we sometimes, at least in American church, we're so selfish. What's in it for me? Well, you know, really, church should be a place where we come back. Yes, we worship our God together for what He's been doing, but we get our batteries recharged. We 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 become inspired to go back out and do gospel ministry outside the walls of the church, as happened here, as we read here in these verses that he preached the good news in that city, won a large number of disciples. Then it says they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and then to Antioch. Again, this is the Antioch in Turkey. Uh, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Uh, this this was Paul's tact. This was Paul's approach to uh, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to remain true to the faith, uh, and. Uh, Notice the words that Paul said to them in verse 22 We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. How foreign is that to um, how foreign is that type of thinking uh, in, in our day? Uh, I, I think it's maybe quite foreign. I mean, we, we want to communicate the gospel. We don't want to indicate, you know, if you pray and receive Jesus, everything in your life will be better. No, that's not true. Uh, here's Paul saying uh, we must enter, we must go through many hardships. Look at it right there. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not saying that following Jesus doesn't make, in some measure, life easier. Uh, It makes life life easier in that you know that God is with you. It it makes life easier in that that you experience the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to strengthen you to go through the the challenges and the difficulties and the trials of life. Those things are true. However, um, there will be difficulties, and sometimes there will be difficulties because of the gospel. There will be difficulties because of, we choose to follow Jesus. And so Paul says this, and in fact, Jesus, in the if you remember the, the Sermon of Beatitudes back in Matthew chapter five, that's a message given to not a large crowd, it's a message given to followers, saying, "Look, if you follow me, you're probably going to have these experiences in your life. So blessed are you if, blessed are you when these things happen. And these things are happening because you are following me verse twenty two again he said, "We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God for those of you going through hardships, especially going through hardships because of following Christ. you know we don't we don't have it here as much uh, now, depending on where our dear friends' uh, new acquaintances our, our family from Uh, India uh, are um, you may be in regions in states in India where there is persecution I I know in northern India that the persecution uh, can be quite severe Uh, and and I don't know we've never really got to the to just where and maybe it's best that you not say for your own benefit I I recognize Uh, but some of you uh, like you know, Santhus or uh, Regala, I mean you you might live in places in the Indi- in, in India where uh, it's it's very severe and I can tell you that there are ministry initiatives uh, taking place even in those places and uh, yesterday's uh, Tuesday's conversations some of which had to do with uh, Mumbai uh, and a uh, regular correspondence with uh, uh, people up in the north, Uh, Eastern side of India as well. But some face the persecution, and you will suffer uh, perhaps to choose to follow Jesus. So, the encouragement to be strengthened. Strengthened what? What what did Paul strengthen them with? It says he strengthened them to remain true to the faith. And, And that would be my encouragement to you as well that you would remain true to the faith yeah there there are hard things and i get that i I understand and you know some of you go through you have challenges uh big challenges we all have challenges to a certain measure but some of you go through really really large challenges in your life uh, on a regular basis uh and i would i want to encourage you remain true to the faith Keep looking to Jesus. Keep believing in what he will do in your life. Keep trusting him. The words, I believe, the Father would whisper to all of us, trust me. Now, I know that gets hard as you trust, but you're not maybe seeing the immediate answer. Now, sometimes he's saying, okay, I want you to make an adjustment in your life. I want you to do something different. I want you to go somewhere different. I want you to... um, deal with this issue. I want you to, and and you can fill in the blanks, and sometimes as long as we don't listen to those things, we don't see breakthrough. Sometimes there are things that we have to face in order to see the breakthrough. Now, I want to get to the next couple verses here. I mean, he encouraged them to remain true to the faith, said we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Then it says in verse 23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust i want to highlight the ministry model paul establishes here the appointing of elders elders need to be people who are followable elders need to be people who uh, will give provide spiritual leadership uh, elders uh would be people who oversee and direct the spiritual affairs of the church. Uh, Elders would be the ones who would continue to bring encouragement and to strengthen the believers. And it doesn't say that he called pastors. Now, elders and pastors, just technically uh, the same word. Uh, Elders are pastors. not in our Western way of thinking, but in the true biblical sense, uh, word sense, study sense, in First Peter, not First Peter, First Timothy, uh, chapter three, when it delineates uh, elders, it's speaking the same language. They they are ones, the same language for elders and pastors. Now, some have a unique sense of giftedness in uh, a unique sense of calling as the teachers or as apostles or as evangelists or as shepherds in a uni- more unique sense, and I understand that. However, we what we have done is diminished elders, and we've elevated the, the pastor to, the, to the, the place of, well, the church can't function without the pastor. Well, right here we see Paul establishing elders, and uh, so... We, we need to understand that model get back to that model be willing to follow that model uh, and people need to aspire to eldership to spiritual leadership and I'm not talking leadership that an eldership isn't about uh, buildings bucks and butts in the seat uh no that that's that's management stuff that's that's the high calling of deacons uh, elders are responsible for how do we keep the people spiritually encouraged, how do we keep the people spiritually growing? Uh, how do we keep, uh, you know, where are people at in their spiritual development as disciples? Uh, are we moving them in a, in a progression? Uh, it, it's, you know, sometimes we think there's Christian, non-Christian, and that's the only two categories. But there are categories also uh, within the life of the disciple that... Uh, You know, the the goal as a disciple would be to grow to the point where you're multiplying some other disciples. Now, some are going to multiply lots of disciples. Some are going to multiply maybe a few disciples. But for that to become our goal, how do we do that? What and and some of you are already doing that and uh, making disciples of other people. I see you with some of your kin, some of your relatives, uh, uh, sisters or daughters or or others, or granddaughters, uh, or grandchildren, or sons and daughters, or neighbors, or people that you have that you work with, or clients, or patients. I'm trying to cover the various bases here uh, of people that I know are represented at least during this live portion of the broadcast. Uh, verse 23 again it says Paul and Barnabas appointed the elders in each church with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Now, it seems to me that in our day, uh, we don't commit people with prayer and fasting. We commit people with prayer and pie or prayer and potluck or, or something like that. And uh, here it's prayer and fasting. I mean, it's kind of funny that if you don't have food, people don't come, but what about coming to an event and pray and, and fasting? In fact, coming to an event, an evening event, perhaps. Or we're going to have uh, here in a few weeks at our church, potluck and prayer. Well, that's all good. I'm not wanting to diminish that. What about we're going to come together and and we're going to skip lunch together. Uh, Those who are willing to not have lunch and pray together and and intend not to go home and eat lunch because we're going to fast through a lunch period. There's just an example because... I mean, the the difference here in in the era, the difference in the day, maybe the difference in the intensity, uh, not wanting to miss a meal when maybe we need to pray and fast because it says in this verse, verse 23, they prayed, they fasted, committed them to the Lord in whom they'd put their trust. Now, back into these closing verses, after going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Persia, Uh, They went down to Italia. Italia is is a beautiful place. I I have not traveled there yet, but I really want to go to this part of Turkey because it looks absolutely stunning. It says, from Italia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they'd been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. Now, they completed the work. They made the journey. They established churches. uh, And it says, on arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them. And how he'd opened the door of faith to the Gentiles, and it says they stayed a long time there with the disciples. Considering uh, what we are looking at here, considering uh, what we are reading, notice they uh, where they had been committed to the grace of God. Uh, that's that's something that uh, you know to to think about. Committing people to the grace of God uh, and and do we take that tact uh, or are we just like okay here's your meal here's a gift you know uh, see you later here's a gift card no I mean they were committed to the grace of God for the work not completed we, we need to continue to pray for missionaries uh, we're gonna have I think two different missionaries with us this summer at our church um one uh the end of July, July 30th. Um Marco and Jenny Godino from Mexico. Uh and then the end of uh August, I believe we're gonna have Dave Marilyn Kibby uh, from Thailand who will be coming sharing an, and and <coughs> excuse me, that should be a great time of excitement. We would should want to hear the report of how's it going. So uh, they went back they got the church together reported all that god had done how it'd opened the doors and it says they stayed there a long time with the disciples um just lingering staying there being together uh and, and in in that day in that era i mean they were they were probably uh, much more willing to to spend the time together uh, hang out together and that's something that uh, sometimes the, the Western church, we don't do very well. You go to church, you get there late, and you leave as quick as church is over. And, and that 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 happens in some churches. Now, we have some people who linger around in our church, some people who get there early. Uh, but to, to be the type of place where people linger a long time. Now, they stayed there a long time. They taught, they shared, they encouraged, they prayed. Uh, perhaps they they did some uh, some business uh to raise funds for the next uh, endeavor they'll go on um sometimes the, the church was supporting them in their endeavors and sometimes they were working uh for their endeavors and uh, you know we 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 need to get used to stewarding our resources for the work of the kingdom of god and uh, not just uh, uh not just um Thinking, oh, well, it's my money, so I can buy X, Y, Z. But, but to have a heart that says, "Lord, how can I steward resources to to further the work of the gospel?" So, and and I've shared some of those things in the last uh, last week. Even, I mean, there are needs in South Sudan, and uh, there's a training event we're trying to uh, equip uh, people who will become trainers uh, and, and become stronger disciple makers and expand the gospel through South Sudan, Uganda, and Kenya. And uh, you know we they need to be resourced. Uh, we're in a place where we have resources, and they're in a place where they can't they can't get resources, or because they, there's no money, there's not jobs, there's that not that type of thing. Probably somewhat like our friends in India, kind of the same thing. But we're resourcing ministry multiplication. That that is where we like to resource, um and things like micro business, and we're beginning to get. That's not going to be the forefront of ministry ever, probably for me, but trying to help get people connected uh, or bring people in who can help with micro-business or or maybe develop some capital to help people get started with chickens or coffees or all kinds of of business uh, endeavors so that they can be sustainable long-term. Just to think about. Our investment, our engagement, our involvement in the gospel globally. Well, I, I do see prayer requests, and uh, don't want to be remiss to to not include these things. Um, you know, praying for the children over in India, and Santhus uh, saying, "Just remember my children uh, in your prayers. Uh, they're very hungry." So, Lord, we we come like George Mueller before you and ask you to provide for the children. And we know that this is a Big problem in lots of places. And uh, some places the government stands in the way of aid to their own people. So Father, we pray for brothers and sisters that are in these places. We pray for those that run orphanages. We pray for those with even their own children, that you would marvelously care for your children. Lord, we think of what you said uh, in Matthew chapter 7. If your children, those who are legitimately born again, Uh, converted, regenerate children, uh, ask for a stone, uh, ask for a a loaf of bread. You're not going to give them a stone. So we ask, we seek, we knock, Lord, and ask that you would provide for our brothers and sisters over in India or Sudan uh, or other places, the Philippines, where, where it is a dire situation. So, Lord, provide for their needs. Uh, And, Lord, on our side, where we're supposed to be responsive or can or can develop systems and mechanisms to to be able to provide aid, uh, give us guidance that we would do that which pleases you and strengthens your body abroad. Lord, be glorified in our lives. Be glorified through our lives. Use us for the glory of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today.